Hi there, my name is Josh and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And on this podcast, we'll explore how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. Often when you talk about this story of black tax and all, it tends to be associated with a lot of guilt. Guilt tends to be the overriding emotion that is associated with this whole concept of black tax. And the reason for guilt is because a lot of times when you have grown, grown up in a setting or grown up in a situation where you're the one who's catering for a lot of things, you tend to feel very guilty to do anything for yourself simply because you feel that you doing something for yourself will cost somebody something that they may need. So rarely will you buy yourself a new shoe or new clothes simply because you feel that simply because you look at the cost that you'll incur and it feels like the cost that you'll incur will most likely cost somebody else what they actually need. And so your wants, what you enjoy doing, uh, what you would do with your money, you don't do simply because you feel guilty that or you feel afraid that you may not be able to do or sort out your responsibilities for your dependents as a result of the responsibilities that are on your table. And it's a very frustrating way to live when you're earning money and you're not able to enjoy it as you would like to enjoy it. When your life revolves around the rat race, the cycle of paying bills, one bill after another after another, that's no way to actually live. Living from bill to bill, paycheck to paycheck is not the way that God ordained your life to be or your life to be set up. Because even in the Bible, Solomon tells us that you work hard so that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's actually a blessing of God to enjoy the works of your hands, to enjoy, you see? And you can agree that having to only live for your needs or for your necessities is not a way to enjoy your life. Knowing that you just have to pay for electricity, rent, one, you're always just working for your rent is not a good way to live. It's not a way to enjoy yourself as far as your earnings are concerned. And that's the place that I found myself, or rather I found myself a couple of times in the past. Once I got my hands working now, right after high school, responsibilities now came on my shoulder. There were needs that arose around me, and of course I gladly stepped in to help out where I could. However, I noticed that as I started to grow financially, the needs around me also started to grow. It got to a place that I said, okay, let me do this. Let me actually sit down and, and actually budget. Let me see how much money is required of me every month now that I have all the, these bills that are on my table. Mind you, at this time, I'm still under my mother's roof. I'm not living by myself yet. So I sit down, draft my budget, and the number that came up, I was shocked. I actually thought that this this must be wrong there's no way this is the amount of money that is required of me every month because up to that point i don't think i'd seen that kind of money all at once like i hadn't held that kind of money like in my hands at once so for me that cons the concept of that this is what is required of me it felt like it was so much and so naturally the first thing that i wanted to do was to see how i can cut back as much as possible that way i can be able to have more for myself or have more to do other things however you could agree with me that you know when something is a need it's a need like if you the need for rent is a need for rent there's no cutting back on your rent 
Because even if you decide to downgrade your house, you can only downgrade to a certain extent. And I wasn't at a place where I would say, okay, let's downgrade. I had no other option but to actually embrace the position that I was at. It was a tough place to be at because the things that are there are not things that I can cut out. They're things that I couldn't distribute or hand over to anybody else because the needs were not just benefiting the people around me, but they're benefiting me as well. And so I told myself, you know what, let's, let's keep going. If this is what is on our plate, let's keep going. And so I slowly started finding myself in that rat race where you're working for rent or you're working for your bills. And it was a tough place to be at because I was not enjoying my money as I would have liked to enjoy my money. However, one time something happened. It seemed like God didn't want that mentality of cutting back on me. Because it so happened that I was reading a book, I think there's a book by Joel Osteen, and there's a portion of, that, of the book which said, expand your capacity to receive. And I read about it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Then shortly after, I went switched on the television and I see something on TV and a preacher mentions the exact same concept, expand your capacity to receive. Then later on, a friend of mine, he mentioned a scripture that I'm going to quote for you at the end of this, at the end of this story that just confirmed what everything else was being said. At that moment, I really did feel that God was actually speaking to me here and I had to pay attention because it wasn't anything that I had really heard of before. And I decided, okay, let me actually pay attention to this. That's what I started trying to apply in my own life. The concept of expanding my capacity to receive rather than trying to cut back. Because the issue wasn't the fact that, because I was at a place, as I mentioned, I didn't know how I could cut back. I didn't know how farther down I could actually go. And so the only way that I could do it was to go forward. I couldn't wish the responsibilities away. I couldn't hand them over to anybody else. And so the only thing that I could do was expand my own capacity to be able to help out where the need arose. And so that's what I went ahead and did. You know this, this thing people say, to me, you've had that one before. Yeah. It's a funny thing that people say, but somewhere in there, in the midst of the humor, is actually some kind of truth. Because... You see what happens is this, when you're at a place that people depend on you, you tend to feel that without you, they can't function. For some, they will project that on you. Others may never project that on you, as was my case. Nobody came and made me feel like if I don't do something, they won't live or they won't survive. No, it was, it was just me seeing a need and stepping into the need. But for other people, they're not as fortunate. Other people. I've heard of situations where somebody said, I'm going to commit suicide if you don't send me this money. And that's, those are crazy situations people are in. And you find that whether it is implied or it, whether it is implied by others or it's you who thinks it, often after a period of time, this mentality of other people won't survive unless I help them out tends to sink in. It comes along with this sense of guilt that what would happen if I don't do this? If I don't do this, this guys won't live, this guys won't eat, this guys won't dress, this guy, this person won't go to school. And it's a very tough place to be at. Because the thing that I came to realize is that playing God is a very hard job. It is so hard to do what God does. It is so hard, trust me. And that's exactly what you try to do when you feel that nobody else can survive 
or your beneficiaries cannot survive without you. You have now put the responsibility or the weight of God on your own shoulders. And often you find that those beneficiaries, if you're not careful, will tend to look at you. And so one time I was supporting somebody and it was interesting that after a period of time, there's there's this season that I couldn't help them the way I wanted to help them. I really wanted to help them as consistently as I was doing before, but for some reason, I wasn't able to do it this time. I wasn't able to send the amount of money that I wanted to send it in the time that I wanted to send it. But what was funny is that one week passed, two weeks passes, three weeks passes, nobody calls me. I was expecting somebody to call me and say, hey, I said, Josh, this and this has been happening. Can you like help out here? But nobody called me with any crisis call. And it really got me thinking, I was like, what has changed? How come they're not calling back? How come they're not asking or, you know, nothing has arisen? How about they're just being quiet and they're just suffering in silence? But it's interesting that in the midst of that, I had God say something to me. I had the voice telling me that the moment you stopped being their God, I became their God. Oof. Oh, talk about being hit hard. (laughs) Talk about a word that pricks your heart. The moment I stopped being their God, God started being their God. What was basically being said was, I was competing with God's place in my own heart and maybe in their heart too. Maybe they saw me as a God of some kind. Maybe I saw myself as a God of some kind trying to play his part. And it's a very tough place to be when somebody now sees you as God. Because now you have to match up with God's works. God is a jealous God. He will never compete for his glory. He will never let anybody compete for his glory. The moment he sees that you are trying to do his job, he backs out and he lets you do your thing. He leaves you to actually do your thing the way you feel you're going to do it. And you may do this unconsciously, but you have to be conscious. You have to realize that when it gets to a place that you feel that nobody can survive without you, you're playing God. In your heart, you're actually playing God. Yes, you may say, but it's true. This guy's needed. This guy's doing it. But if you're not in a position to do it, if you assume you are not there at all, Assuming, God forbid, you just left the earth right this very moment. Will they live? Will they survive? Don't you think that God is bigger than you to find another hand to help them out or use their own hands? That's the concept that I want you to receive today. That life is bigger than you and life will move on with or without you. So never feel a sense of guilt if you are unable to do something the way you were doing it before. It's really time to expand our capacity to receive. It really is time for us to realize that life can move on outside of us. One thing that I'd like to pass across to you that helped me was doing more things for yourself. I'm not just talking about your own direct family or people that you really love. I'm talking about you as an individual, you. And this is so important because when you earn and you enjoy, it's a motivating factor on your soul. When you work, you realize that I'm not a slave. 
I'm not a servant. I'm actually working and enjoying what I earn. So from time to time, do things for yourself. Intentionally do things for yourself. Take yourself out for coffee. Buy yourself a new pair of shoes, a new outfit. Just do it and be comfortable with it. You'll be so surprised when that money comes back. When the situations around you start to change, you'll be so surprised when the beneficiaries are actually moving forward with or without you. I've played God more times than I should. I have. And it's really a tough place to be at. I would never wish it on anybody. Because God's job is not an easy job. It really isn't. It's not in our place to try and play God. I'll share with you this one story. During the period of our wedding, we had people who came and supported us. And I remember at one point, there was a couple who was going to get married, I think two or three months after us. And they gave to our wedding substantially, especially considering that they were about to do their own wedding. And so when our time passed and that time was approaching, we really felt like we needed to do something big for them. And the motivation behind it was we wanted to, honestly, in hindsight, we wanted to pay them back. We really did. And I know that may sound like, oh, that's a good thing, but I was feeling like what they gave us so much. And I knew for a fact we couldn't actually give them the money they gave us. And so we wanted, to, I, I really personally, I really wanted to do something substantial for them. But the funny thing was, in that period leading up to the wedding, where was the money? Other responsibilities just arose during that period that couldn't allow us to gift this couple the way we would have liked to gift them. And I remember talking to my wife and telling her, it seems like God doesn't want us to give to this wedding. And it sounds funny, but it looks like we're playing God. And all the way up till the day of the wedding, we were still trying to figure out what we're going to do. We did eventually give, just not the amount that we wanted to give. Nowhere close to what we wanted to give. Nowhere close to what they gave us. And the funny thing was, before that, there was another, another uh, acquaintance who was also supporting us in our wedding. We weren't particularly close, but when, when his wedding also reached, we wanted to do something substantial for him. The funny thing was this, when I was going to, I was going to look for a gift to buy for them, let me tell you, I kept taking the wrong gift to the counter. At this point, the wedding is already proceeding. This is the Saturday of the wedding. I want to make it for the reception, but time has gone so much. And I knew in my heart I was not supposed to be at that wedding. But I was feeling so guilty that there was no way I was, was going to miss this person's wedding because of what he did for me. Like I mentioned, we weren't particularly close. We really weren't. I just felt like I had to do this. Guilt is a very, very useless emotion to motivate you. It has no virtue. No godly virtue is in guilt. And to try and use that as a motivation to do anything will give you no good fruit. It was a frustrating time trying to get that gift. Eventually, I did get it there. I was late. I just wasn't supposed to be at that wedding. I really was not supposed to be at that wedding. I was trying to reward these people in a, in a way that only God could. Only God could reward them the way I would have liked to reward them. Because if God says he's going to give back to them a hundredfold, 
Where do you have that? I even have the first fold. To say I'm gonna give them back. It didn't, it was not in our place to do so. And this doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and help out a friend that they've helped you know. My point is that love be your motivation, not guilt. Keep the perspective of love continuously. Whether you're helping somebody out consistently, whether you're loaning somebody money, whether you're helping some paying somebody back for the good that they did to you, let your motivation be based on love. You'll enjoy better fruits in your giving because when God gave his only son, he gave because he loved. Do more things for yourself. I felt guilty a lot of times. When I tell you guilt is not a good emotion to have, it's not a good emotion to be motivated by, and it really bears no fruit. I'm going to leave you with a scripture from Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. It says this, Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. If you're going to expect to expand in what you're going to be receiving, you have to expand your mindset first. You have to enlarge the place of your tent. Do more things for yourself. Keep giving to the poor, keep giving to the needy. Allow your money to go and come back. Watch it go, see it come back. You may feel guilty because the people you are trying to help are not at your position. And you may feel like it's even better if you just went back to being who you were before. Don't feel guilty for rising up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so grateful that you're able to stick with me all the way to the very end. If this touched you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. If you'd like to contribute to making this channel even better than it is right now, and be able to spread the word to as many people as it can possibly reach, please check the link that is in the description to find different ways in which you can contribute to this particular channel. Thank you so much as you do so. I'm so grateful for your time. Have a fantastic week ahead. God bless.